Let's pray. Father, we ask and we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. There was no confusion in this atmosphere. Everyone can behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified as we are edified in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's study, uh, let's continue our series on utterances and revelations in the leading of the Spirit. John 8, verse 12. John 8 verse 12, John 8 verse 12, it says that, And just speak Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, he that followeth me will not walk in darkness, but they shall have the light of life. Is simply explaining and explaining the fact that when a man has believed the gospel, he is not in confusion anymore. He is not in a state of confusion. Look at how 1 John 1 verse 5 says it. 1 John 1 verse 5. 1 John 1 verse 5. It says, this is that message which we've heard of him and to declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. In essence, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. For if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sins. So that shows to us that as a believer, as a man who has received and believed the gospel, you have the light of life. You don't walk in confusion anymore. You don't walk in darkness anymore. You don't walk in, in you, you have the clarity. So, and the funniest thing is this. I, I always teach this when, I, when we are studying the gifts of the leading of the Spirit. I always say, the leading of the Spirit is not something you pray for. It is something that comes by as a result of being born again. A believer is naturally led by the Spirit. Is naturally led by the Spirit because you are imbued and inborn with the Spirit, so you are naturally led by the Spirit. So it is not something you wait and fast and pray about. It is something that comes. See, even as you are in this service, as you are listening to teachings, as you are receiving things, things will drop inside you and it's just for clarity purpose. For you to be clear that you are not confused. So, and we're saying, and we're saying, utterances are revelations in the leading of the Spirit. There's something you must know as touching the leading of the Spirit that in the leading of the Spirit, God is simple. His voice is not ambiguous. In His leading, God is simple. His voice is not ambiguous. I've always told you when you are hearing 10 voices, God is in none. Don't even take an action. I've always told you there is patience in the leading. You must, God's leading would carry his character. God's leading will carry his practice. God's leading will carry his, his person. He's not going to go outside his leading to lead you or outside his character to lead you. He is going to lead you with his character. He is going to lead you with his practice. He is going to lead you with his, uh, with his um, enablement or with his person. So, we were looking at 1 Corinthians 12 and we said, now, how does God lead a believer through utterances and revelations? 
And in our last meetings, we, 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 we had utterances. Hallelujah. Praise God. And it's something we'll, we'll listen to and walk in with. Are you getting what I'm saying? So in, in 1 Corinthians 12, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, it now says, I would not have you ignorant. Now, when Paul said concerning spiritual gifts there, he would not have you ignorant. We explained it and to mean that. We explained it to mean that he was saying the word spiritual gift there, it was uh it was stated to mean that when it says concerning, concerning is the Greek word peril, it implies focus, it implies around, it implies a subject matter. So that means Paul was focusing on or discussing a subject matter. Paul was focusing on or discussing a subject matter. So when he says concerning spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts there is the word, the word spiritual there is from the Greek word pneumaticos. Now pneuma implies the things of the spirit, the things the spirit, and tikos implies things of and pertaining to the spirit. So he's simply saying to us that, Paul was explaining to us that the believer cannot afford to be ignorant of the things of the Spirit. And that word ignorant is from the Greek word agenio, A-G-N-O-E-O. And its reply implies a refusal to recognize. <clears throat> a refusal to recognize or a willful ignorance. A refusal to recognize or a willful ignorance. Or to be in the dark as touching and pertaining to the Spirit. A refuser or a willful ignorance or to be in the dark. So when we say somebody is ignorant as a Christian, it means the person has chosen to be ignorant or the person is in the dark or has touching this particular area is not skilled in it. So it will interest you to know that Paul admitted in the same church, don't forget it, Paul admitted to the same church in 1 Corinthians 1, 5-7 that they were enriched in all utterances. So a man that is indwelt by the Spirit can and even demonstrates the diversities of the Spirit which are resident in him does not mean that he cannot be ignorant of the things of the Spirit. He might not have the knowledge. Some people can demonstrate the things of the Spirit, but they are still ignorant of it because they don't have the knowledge. So he's saying that, now concerning spiritual gift, I will not have you ignorant. And as says, you know that you were Gentiles, carried away to door by doors, even as you were led. And as says, I give you, wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus a cost, and no man can say Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. In our sense, but there are now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. But there are diversities of operations, but the same God worketh all in all. So that shows to us, and we said that when it says there are diversities, diversities from the Greek word diaresis, it implies varieties. It implies, and it's the same word that is translated differences. So when it says diversities in verse 4, and it says differences in verse 5, it's the same word diaresis. And it's, it means varieties. And it now says gifts. And I explained to us that the word gifts there is from the Greek word charisma. And charisma implies supernatural faculties. Supernatural faculties. Supernatural abilities that comes with birth. So when we say a man is born of the Spirit, I'm sure you have your mind thinking now. 
So we can say a man is born of the spirit, yes, by the new birth, right? But we can also say a man is born with the gifts of the spirit. Because that's why if, if you listen to supernatural life, supernatural life will help you understand this carefully. I explained in supernatural life when I says when I told you in supernatural life and I told you, I said that uh, a certain man be born of the spirit. And I explained that being born of the spirit and I explained that he has a supernatural faculty, supernatural enablement. He can see into the spirit. He can hear in the spirit. He can speak by the spirit. And why? Because he is born of the spirit. Say, I'm born of the spirit. It not sound like you mean it. You are born of the spirit. So, a man who is born again is born of the spirit. He's 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 born of the spirit. So, by being born of the spirit, a man can naturally function with the things of the spirit. Now, so that shows that it is, it is by default. By default, we mean that it means that you can be working on your own and because of the ability of the things of the spirit, you can touch somebody and by touching somebody, there's a default in the things that is being resident in you, communicating to someone. You are communicating something to someone by default because it is natural. Just like you don't struggle to see because you are not blind right just like you don't struggle to smell when something if somebody if, if if let's say somebody brings a meal to this service now it's going to, the aroma of the food is going to permeate through the entire service right and we will not struggle to smell it Be, why because you are born to smell that is how we are born with the things of the spirit so it's by default. Never you see a difficulty with the things of the spirit. Don't do it. Don't do it. You see, I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday. And my friend was asking me and saying, man of God, it's a conversation that is ongoing. And we're talking and we're saying, ah, he asked me a question. He said, man of God, why is it that we word people seem to play down the supernatural? I said, well, personally, I don't. I said, it depends on who the person is listening to or the set man of the church. I said because if the set man of the church downplays the supernatural, it shows that the entire ministry would downplay supernatural. I said but personally, if there's anything I need the most, I love the supernatural. I believe in the supernatural. So I cannot downplay it. So we said, okay, we're going to have certain conversations around this because it seems like a lot of people just want to which is good, right? There's nothing wrong with it. A lot of people just want to teach the world. Yes, how that Christ died, how that he was buried, exegesis, epi-exegesis, septuagens, Greek and Hebrew. Good, I do the same also. But you see, eh, you must also put people's mind on the power of God. The power of God must be, re must be readily available. It must be readily shown. You must teach people how to flow with the things of the Spirit and how to demonstrate the same. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so when we say the gifts, charisma, it means a supernatural faculty. That is, it has become your possession. It is within the stewardship of the recipient. So, you don't struggle to pick out anything as such the gifts of the Spirit to flow it. You don't.
You don't. You don't. That is why if we say, now let's talk in tongues, everybody will talk. So that shows we can say, now let's see visions and everybody will see. Now let's flow with this dimension, everybody will flow. Now let's lay hands on this sick, everybody should do it. And result, resultant effect must be seen. Are you getting what I'm saying? So in essence, so when he says there are diversities or varieties of the gifts of the spirit, that is the endowment, the abilities are in the spirit of the believer. So he now explain it in verse 7, he now says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit without. What's the manifestation? The manifestation implies the unveiling, a full closure. So Paul was referring to the giving of the spirit. So when he says the manifestation of the spirit, it simply means the giving of the spirit. It has already been given to every man. Now, when he says every man, every man is in context. Every man will not mean the whole world. No. Every man, don't forget he was writing to who? The believers and the church. So every man will mean the believers. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? All right. So, and there was there's that classifications of the gifts of the spirit, which uh, somebody like... Uh, I would cut and um, Kenneth again help us to do the utterance gift, which deals with the speaking, the revelation gift, which deals with knowing, um, discerning, and seeing, and all of those things, which reveal things, and the power gift, which do something. And the utterance gift will mean tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Why the revelation gift will deal with the words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and discerning of spirit. Why the power gift will be the gifts of faith, the gifts of healing, the gifts of workings of miracle. But in this our series, we are focusing on the utterance gift and the revelation gift in the leading of the spirit. How they guide the believer. How you know? Don't forget, we have been looking. We, we've over the years we've been studying the leading of the spirit, and I believe that even this year we are still going to do more. Another teaching on the leading of the spirit is something that you. It's it's something that you we must constantly teach. You know, because every believer, if there's any subject that a believer needs the most, and that's why a pastor must be skilled. Subject like the leading of the spirit must not be. Must be over, must be emphasized in the church. Subject of divine healing must be emphasized because you will always need a miracle. Subject like the faith of God, how to use your faith, working in working with your faith must be emphasized, and strong teaching on even the believer's authority must be emphasized, and strong teaching on 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 the integrity of God's word also must also be emphasized. Prayer, obviously, that one is that one is a non non-negotiable. Do you get it? But those things must be emphasized in the local church. So now we said thongs, right? And we've studied what thongs is all about. We said that uh, thongs is only intelligence to the mind, and a, somebody can receive directions via thongs and. And via and it can be led and it can receive guidance when the gifts of operation is uh, is at work. The gifts of operation of tongues is at work, and also via with interpretation of tongues. And we did some teaching and practicals. I think we couldn't even continue our note in the last service. Amen. All right, but now in this service, let's do prophecy. Look at in First Corinthians twelve verse ten. It says to another prophecy. To another prophecy. Now, the word prophecy 
It's translated from the Greek word. Now, the word prophecy, I hope we're able to reach a, a point in prophecy today because I'm working with quite some time. Now, the word prophecy is, is translated from the Greek word prophetia. P-R-O-P-H-E-T-E-I-A. Prophetia. P-R-O, just like prophet, E-I-A. Prophetia. Which is a noun that is derived from the verb prophetio. P-R-O-P-H-E-T-E-U-O. Prophetio. To prophesy. And it simply means to prophesy. It implies to speak forth by the inspiration of the Spirit. Prophecy implies to speak forth by the inspiration of the Spirit. It is usually at the spur of the moment. I will explain what I mean. It's usually at the spur of the moment. Look at in Acts 2, verse 16 to 17. Recall something that happened in Acts 2. Look at Acts 2, 16 to 17. You see, look at something that Peter said. He said, and this was that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, said God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now, and Peter was quoting from Joel 2, 28 to 29. Now, the word prophecy used by Joel, if you read in Joel 2, 28 to 29, let's go to Joel 2, 28 to 29. Joel. Joel 2, 28 to 29. Are you there? It says that, And it shall come to pass afterward, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servant and upon all the admins in those days, I will pour out of my spirit. Now, that word prophecy used by Joel in this, in this place is from the Hebrew word Nabah. N-A-B-A-A-R, Nabar. N-A-B-A-A-R, the Hebrew word Nabar. And it implies to primarily speak by inspiration. It implies to primarily speak by inspiration. Or to speak forth from another. Or to speak forth from another. From another. It also means to predict or say what will happen. It also means to predict or say what will happen. And it was used 114 times in the Hebrew text of the Bible. 114, 114 times in the Hebrew text of the Bible. And about 85% of those times, it was used for the prophets of God. While about 10% of those times for non-prophets of God. Now, in Luke's synoptics of the in Luke's synoptic account, Jesus explained specific things in the prophecies of the prophets concerning his suffering. Luke 24, verse 25 to 27. Luke 24, verse 25 to 27. He says, O fools and slow of heart to believe, all that the prophet has spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered those things and enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expanded unto them 
in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now, the focus of the explanation in this place, in their prophecies, were things they prophesied concerning himself. There were things that they prophesied concerning himself. So thus, the prophets were inspired to prophesy concerning Christ's redemptive work. What were the prophets doing? They were inspired. Now, we, 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 today is not the, this teaching is not the time for it, but we will explain some things much later. Now, the prophets were, were, were speaking and prophesying concerning himself. They were explaining and they were inspired. The prophets were inspired to prophesy concerning Christ's redemptive sacrifice. And it's very futuristic. So when we read the scriptures, and you, when, when I say the scriptures, I expect that in this church now, you, you understand when I use the word scriptures. When we, we read the scriptures, now I'm talking about what? The Old Testament book of the Bible, right? Now, when we read the scriptures, we see the prophecies of the prophet concerning God's promises and the commitments to what he will do in Christ. That's why you read scriptures like in Romans 1. Look at Romans 1, verse 1 to 4. Romans 1, verse 1 to 4. It's coming, though. It's going to make sense to you soon. It says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle of God, unto the, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he promised afore by the prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection of the dead. Now, look at 1 Peter 1, verse 10 to 12. 1 Peter 1, verse, 1 Peter 1, verse 10 to 12. It says that, Of which salvation the prophet have acquired, and such diligently, who prophesied of the grace that shall come of, unto you, Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ wishes in them this signified when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that shall follow. So he says, now they prophesied about something, right? The sufferings of Christ are the glory that to follow. He now says in verse 12, unto whom it was revealed not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister these things which were reported unto you by them that they have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. You also read in 2 Timothy 3.16 where it says, And all scripture is given by the inspiration of God, which is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. So it's key to, for us to note something that today, by virtue of the new birth, now, the prophet of old, see, look, look, at, look at something, everybody look at me. The prophet of old, prophesied as touching Christ, right? They gave a prophecy. That's why Jesus told them, Oh, full slow of art in Luke 24. Um, uh, oh, slow, full slow of art uh, to, to, to believe all that the prophet has spoken, right? Now, they said those things futuristically about Christ. Now, did they know that they were saying, did they know that what they were saying will eventually match up to Christ? No. They just were inspired by the Spirit to speak. So now, by virtue of the new birth, a believer today has the ability to prophesy. And what did I say prophesy means? Prophesy, I said, is derived from the Greek word prophetia, and it means to speak forth by the inspiration of the Spirit. And it's and 
and there's this there's this clause we usually have to eat it is usually at the spur of the moment spur of the moment like like i am preaching now i'm teaching i'm expected to be teaching and i just give a prophecy are you getting what i'm saying it's usually now we'll, we'll explain it though we're going to get there i'm coming so in itself prophecy was fulfilled upon the resurrection prophecy is fulfilled upon in, in christ's resurrection and all of those things prophecy is fulfilled and you read it Joel 2 28 to 29 Acts 2 uh 16 to 17 let's go back to that Acts 2 where it says some look at what peter said in that Acts 2 look at what peter said in that Acts 2 he says look at what he says he said, this is that which is spoken, he used the word this is that, it implies that the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy has come to pass. He says, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. So therefore, prophecy or prophesying is not an exclusive right to a selected few. Prophesying is not a, an exclusive right to a selected few. In Christ, it is inclusive to every believer. It is inclusive of every believer, sorry. And that's why Paul was emphatic in his letters. Look at how emphatic Paul was in his letters. So don't think prophecy is for a selected few. Oh, it's for this man of God. It's for that man of God. No. It is inclusive of all believers upon the resurrection. That's why look at how emphatic Paul was in his letter. Look at 1 Corinthians 14 verse 5. It says, I would that ye spoke in tongues. But rather that ye prophesied. If you look at the word prophecy, he's using the word prophesied again. For he that, pro, he that for greater is he that prophesied and speaketh with tongues, except he interprets that the church may receive edifying. He used the word prophesied there or prophecy. Look at verse 26 of that first Corinthians 14. Is that is it there, brethren? When ye come together, every one of you have to serve a doctrine, a song, a revelation, and let all things be done unto edifying. Look at it in verse 24. It says, if, if all prophesy. Look at it. He used the word, if all prophesy. Look at it in verse 31. First Corinthians 14, 31. It says, for ye all may prophesy one by one, and ye all may learn that ye may be comforted. Prophesy. So every believer can prophesy. Say, I can prophesy. I can prophesy. No, you're not saying like you mean it. Ah, no, no, no. I can prophesy. Ah, you can't know. Every believer can prophesy. You can. You can speak by the inspiration of the Spirit. You can. Don't forget, look at how we started. We said it is already in, it is, it is, it is a charisma, right? Right? It's a supernatural endowment. A supernatural faculty. So for all the diversities, don't forget, all the diversities of the gifts of the Spirit are resident in and they are at work in and through the believer. So 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 10, we've studied that and he explains to us. And in Paul's explanation in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4 to 5, we've seen that in essence, he explains tongues plus interpretation as prophecy. I've always explained to you that tongues plus interpretation is equal to prophecy. Tongues plus interpretation is equal to prophecy. So the how to prophesy in the church is via tongues and interpretation. Is via tongues and interpretation. The how of prophesying in church, you want to prophesy. 
Masta tongs and habitation. Sefre, kiska, lente, zeske, vekeskita banando, susus, veketeske, telebradishas, kursuse, pretes, zisas. And you will step up into the high callings of the gifts of the Spirit, such that the ministry gifts will be so prominent in our church. Yeah, I see many of us stepping up into the ministry gifts, such that we will say, This is a prophet. No, this is an healer. Oh, this is an evangelist. Oh, this is a workout miracle. Yeah, we are seeing that rise up such that people are picking hold of their, of, their, of their ministerial giftings. Yeah, there are gifts and callings of God. Yeah, there's a gift and calling of God such that we say, yeah, this is a healer. Yeah, this is a workout miracle. Ah, wow. If you want to receive prophecy, go to that brother. Go to that sister. And it will rise up much more by you picking them up. Yeah. You will step up in boldness. Yeah. Boldness. Yes. Boldness and boldness. You will step up in it. And you will be bold to demonstrate the flow of the things of the Spirit. This is the day. And this is the hour. And this is the time for you to step up. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the hour of prophesying. Is via tongues and interpretation. Via tongues and interpretation. So, once you can speak with tongues and interpret, you are prophesying. That is why, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 6, 1 Corinthians 14, 6, it says, Now, brethren, if I come to you speaking in tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I speak to you. Look at it in verse 6, very careful. Look at it, everybody. Is it, it says, If I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall it profit you? Except I speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. What does that mean? It simply says that, and don't forget, it means that. It's like just taking it in vague explanation. Imagine I come to this service and all I'm doing is speaking with tongues. I'm not going to bless you. But imagine I had to my speaking in tongues prophecy. I had to my speaking in tongues a doctrine. I teach you God's word. I come to you with a revelation. That is, I see in the spirit. I minister to you by revelation. So, evidently, to speak in tongues is to speak in mysteries by the spirit. Why to speak revelation is to prophesy. To speak, to speak, in, to speak revelation is to prophesy. That is, to speak with tongues and the interpretation. That is, you will speak in a language you don't understand, and you will speak in a language you understand. That's prophecy. So that means you are uttering what you said in tongues by the Spirit. So it is therefore it is safe to say to speak by revelation or by the Spirit, which was used by Paul even in First Corinthians 12, verse 3. There, it means that, and also several in the book of Acts, it will mean that via the utter to speak via the utterance gift is tongues and interpretation is equal to prophecy. They work hand in hand. You cannot take tongues and interpretation and prophecy away. They work hand in hand. Are you seeing it? In fact, one of the things I'm going to teach you when we start studying properly the gifts of the Spirit is the interconnectivity of everything. Such that you can speak in tongues now and you are seeing something and you are saying it. So you are having the revelation gift and you are speaking. Are you seeing it? Everything is just working together. So it's so tongues plus interpretation is give us it's like is equal to prophecy. You so for you to prophesy, you speak in tongues, interpret, and give and what the result the result of it is prophecy. Amen. 
So, in essence, every believer can speak by the Spirit or by revelation. So, that was why Paul consistently was talking about the utterance gate and all believers was and believers and the church and was he kept using all 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 you see first corinthians 14 verse 5 he says i would that you all all he used the word all is in verse in verse 26 first Corinthians 14 verse 26, when is it when you come together brethren Every one of you is using that word in verse 24. It says, if all prophesy. In verse 31, it says, if you all may prophesy. So you pay attention. Now, look at, let's pay attention to something in verse 23. If therefore the whole church be come together in one place and all. Are you seeing that? This thing is exclusive to everybody. This thing is for all believers. Are you seeing it? Because it's writing to the church. So if therefore the whole church be come together into one place and all speak with tongues. And there coming those that are unnailed and all and unbelievers, we they not say that ye are mad. In verse 24, if all prophesy and come in one that believeth not, or one that is un, unlearned, he is convinced of all and he is judge of all. In verse 25, and thus the secret of his heart made manifest. So falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. Now, the word secret there is from the Greek word kryptos, 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 sorry, kryptos, K-R-U-P-T-O-S, K-R-U-P-T-O-S, kryptos. And it implies to conceal. So, to conceal. And don't forget in verse 25, it says, thus the secret of his art. The word art there, or no, let's look at the word manifest. It says, the secret of his art is being manifest. The word manifest there implies to uncover, to reveal what was concealed. So in context, in the art of men, this statement, the secret of his art made manifest, refers to when the gifts of prophecy, that is tongues, that when we say prophecy now, you should, your mind would think tongues was interpretation, right? When the gifts of prophecy is at work or is in operation, with the vehicle of revelation gift also, that is words of wisdom, words of knowledge, standing of spirit, and all of those things. That's why now Paul now says, every one of you, that's why he now explained for that investment, he says, every one of you had something. So thus, every believer, by virtue of the new birth, has access to the revelations of the things of the spirit. You know, you and I are streams. See, eh? within you, there are streams of the things of the spirit. Dimensions. You know, me and my friend, we're talking this week, and we're, we're looking at something, and we're saying, ah, man of God, there are actually depths to these things. There are yet depths we are yet to explore with the things of the Spirit. Depths. See, eh? there are depths to these things. And see, I, I beg you, I beg you as a church, I'm begging you, don't limit your mind to a particular stream of flow. No, 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 no. There are depths to the flow of the things of the Spirit. There are accuracy and precisions. There are depths to it that we are, we are yet to untap. And I beg and I tell you, by the by the reason of the by by the power of the Holy Ghost, this year we are going to undo certain depths. We are going to touch in, in certain depths. You will see it spread from our outreaches. It will flow into our meetings. You will see that even our Sunday services will have unusual depths of the Holy Ghost. 
then you see it in our special meetings such in a higher dimensions yeah our special meetings in this year and beyond is going to have an unusual dimensions of the flow of the spirit streams that we've seen streams that people will say wow this looks extreme this look wild well we'll do well by teaching it beforehand such that the minds of people are ready for extremes such that the minds of people are ready for a wild and there will be that mighty demonstrations such that the whole rooms will be clogged with an atmosphere of power and will be stuck in a pulse and will be stuck in a position of the holy ghost and it is that time and it's that season such that even in your follow-up meeting and you are just talking and talking in thrones you're just explaining just you're just explaining the atmosphere of the holy ghost and and the things of the spirit and the gifts of tongues and from that gift of tongues you are just stuck you're just stuck you're just stuck in your explanation just being stuck and it seems like you can't move you can't move past that explanation you are explaining there will be just that and you will just see that that will all shine in the revelations and even your disciple will catch into it so much more so much more and so much more so much more and so much more so much more well this is the time of the supernatural yeah we are in the days of the supernatural i think we'll just pray in the holy ghost more about it we'll just pray in the holy ghost more we'll just pray in the holy ghost more let's just pray in the holy ghost more Hallelujah. And you will not be scared. You will be bold. Boldness is the way to demonstrate the things of the Holy Ghost. You will be bold. Yeah. Bold. When I mean bold, I mean bold. Bold to lands. Bold to flop to, to, to press in, bold to demonstrate, bold. There will be just that auction within you as you are ministering in your teaching meetings, in your cell meetings, in your various ministry locations to do something, act on it. Don't disobey the Holy Ghost. You know, we are studying the leading of the Spirit. That is actually how God is leading you. Don't disobey. Be bold. Hallelujah. Say, I'm bold. Say, I'm bold. I'm bold. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's see if we can still push on more. Let's see. Let's see. I'm, I'm trying to contain myself. I, I need to. We need to get past this. Amen. <laughs> we, need to, we need to study. Amen. So when, so when he says every one of you, it means every one of you can do it. So every believer by battle of the new bed has access to the revelations of the spirit. Say, I have. I have. Access. To the revelations of the Spirit. Say one more time. I have access to the revelations of the Spirit. Yes. So every believer can speak by revelation. Every believer. Look at 1 Corinthians 14 verse 32 to, to 31. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 32 to 31. It says, if anything be revealed to another that seated by, let the first hold the peace. So Paul is explaining orderliness. He said, because there will be things that is revealed. Let's would first person hold his peace. He now says, so that in verse 31, we may all prophesy one by one, that we may all learn and be all comforted. Look at how he said this, everyone. He says, we may all be comforted. Look at the word comforted. It was, and that word was used earlier in verse 3, where it says, for we all will prophesy. For, for, but 
he that prophesies speaketh to what to men edification exhortation and comfort so paul was used paul used emphatically the word prophecy to edify edifies edifying edification you see that in first corinthians 14 3 to 5 12 17 26 so in other words the word edify was a compound word to explain exhortation and comfort and the word comfort is from the greek word which implies to provide help to provide help via information so when i'm giving you a prophecy i am helping you i'm giving you an information I am providing help to you. I am providing help to you via information. Why exhortation means to stand by someone. Exhortation means to stand by someone. That is, the information that is spoken via prophecy gives direction, gives guidance, gives help, gives encouragement to the believer. I'll come again. The word comfort is translated from the Greek word, which implies to provide help via information. So when the gifts of thongs and interpretation, which is called to prophecy, is at work, I can provide help to someone via an information. That means if something is missing, right, via the Holy Ghost, I use, I, I'm, I'm specific with that example. Because many other times, when you say something, forget it, Joe. No, there's depth to these things. There's depth to these things. You can't, a believer can't pick it. If you can't pick it, you can talk to another believer and say, please, where is this thing? And the person can just say, Sefer, this car, check this place. In the second compartment, I see it there. Check that your wardrobe. Beside the corner, I'm seeing it standing in that place. There are debts to these things. You can provide. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm specific with that kind of example. There's debts to these things. I was watching. I was watching something on on. Um, I was watching something online, and this man of God helped this person figure out who the father is. He figured out the person's exact age. To me, this woman is about fifty something years. And she has been living in a wrong age for long. By prophecy and the Holy Ghost, a re-age, a re-date of birth, where the father is, who the mother really is, was given. That's an information. To the point that the woman didn't even know. The woman just knew that there are conspiracies about her birth and nobody has told her anything. All true. So when she's, if she, as she's grown on, as she's 56, 50 something years, and she never knew. Everybody lied to her. It's just like saying, you know, Africa and all of those keeping secrets. Don't tell this person. Or don't tell this person. They lied to her. And by prophecy, the truth was made known. Someone who never knew anything about the family. By prophecy, you can walk up to somebody. And the person probably, maybe as a daughter in another city. Such that the person has no hold of her daughter. And by the Holy Ghost, you can give the woman the phone number. And say, this is the phone number of your daughter. Call the daughter now. You have been looking for your daughter. Call her now. This is her phone number. By the Holy Ghost. There are depths to these things. We need to tap in more. I'm, I'm saying this example to stretch your mind. 
I'm saying these examples to stretch your mind. As you can be driving, you can just be driving and the Holy Ghost can tell you, turn left, go right, enter that building. In the next person, you see somebody who is suicidal, talk to the person, give him this information, rescue this person, and this person will be a disciple. Ananias was praying, and the Lord said, go into the city of, of, of Judah, you will find a guy, Saul of Thassos, for behold, he prayed. He knew the specific detail of what Paul was doing at the time. So meaning, if there was a postcode, UK used postcode, we in the US, we use zip code. If there was a zip code and the number of his house, the Holy Ghost will have given him. Look at it now in Act 9. Look at it. Act 9. In verse 11. At 9 verse 11, at 9 11. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the street, which is called straight, and inquire of a house of Judah, the specificity of his house. For one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he does what he prayed. So, meaning by the time Ananias will get to his house, when he wants to talk to the person who will open the door, I'm looking for that brother, he's praying now. Go and call him for me details informations informations by the holy ghost you can meet your disciple and tell your disciple you're just ministering by revelation and tell your disciple you know i see this i see this and this is the way out by the holy ghost by the holy ghost by the holy ghost by the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. So, we, we, we can be smart to pick on things. We can. We can. By the Holy Ghost. So, that word comfort, again, is the Greek word which implies to provide help via information. Why exhortation means to stand by someone. That is the info and the information that is spoken via prophecy will give direction. Are you seeing it? It will give guidance. It will give help and encouragement to the believers. So we are about to look at some examples. Interpretation of tongues is to uncover, to disclose, to reveal to others or the church, the things that have been uttered in tongues. That is, things that have been discussed with the Father. To speak forth the mind, the counsel, the wisdom of God to another. And when the gifts of prophecy, and to the end that they are edified anyway, and when the gifts of prophecy, that is tongues, and an interpretation of tongues is in operation in and through the believer. It is to the end that the church is edified. That is, now this is the theme of his exhortive explanations. He wanted the church to be edified. That's, that's what Paul was trying to get to in all of 1 Corinthians 14. That's why he says, follow charity in 1 Corinthians 14.1. And desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may what prophesy. Now, why is why did he say prophesy? 
so that the entire church, right, will receive from it. Are you seeing it, right? That is the essence. So, spiritual gift is not a show of or a showman thing. Mm -mm. It is for the, it is to the end at which all believers are what? Edified. To the end that I minister to you, you are blessed, you are encouraged, you are comforted, right? You are strengthened, right? You, 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 you receive direction, you receive guidance, right? You know, such that you can pick information, you can pick a detail. Somebody is going through a confusion and the person is not telling you what is going through. And by the Holy Ghost, you just tell the person, you just walk up to the person and say, I see you going through this issue. This is what you are going through and this is the direction for you. This is what to do. You know, there are times personally, I might be preparing for a service and I don't know what to do. Probably I'm just like, oh God, I'm just praying, I'm just praying. And an utterance will just enter. And just, just, some, a friend will just send an utterance suddenly. Don't just do this. Do that. And that's my that's how that's how I go into that's I just know what to do. It happens especially when we are preparing for special meetings. It happens. Sometimes I have to talk to a I talk to my friends, share things that I want to share and all of those things with them. What do you think the Holy Ghost is saying? Just like the side and sounds we had. I just I shared all my notes with my friend. What do you think the Holy Ghost is saying as touching this? This is what I, I, I sense in my heart to share. Is this the same thing? They say, ah, okay, why not do it this way? Okay, do it this way. Okay, let's pray more about it. We prayed more. Okay, that's the, that's the right direction. Take out this one. Do this one. There are certain things I wanted to share before, but I just did not share because of the way the meeting was supposed to go. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that gives me direction. It's just like even this series. In fact, I, I wrote, I have this thing here because by the time I was preparing for this note, a friend of mine, I had to call two, three friends. What do you think I should share? Everyone said, the leading of the spirit. That that's what they sense in their heart. But when we started this series, I wanted to teach something else. I had certain things on my mind and the leading of the spirit was also in my mind. That's why I told you many a times when you have certain voices, just don't do anything. So the best what I did was share with friends. What do you think? Hey, man of God, what do you think? I have these confusions and they said, let me go and pray about it. And they prayed. They go back to me. They say, what about leading of the spirit? Three people said the same thing. Then the one who told me more, who has written it even long before and did not tell me, now told me that this is what the Lord will do about this series. Such that he wants to prepare us and is going to prepare us for the days ahead with this series. And I think it's already happening, right? I think it's happening. We are not even done with the series, but we've been receiving things that is preparing us for the days ahead, right? It's happening. And that's because we are obeying the leading of the Spirit. And that's the gifts of the Spirit at work. So many times now, if you despise things like that, you are missing out on something. I just get to what I'm saying. So such that you can be going through a confusion. I believe in a local church. You shouldn't go through confusion long. No. You shouldn't go through a state. I believe some, this is something I believe. There is no how. 
let me tell you, I, I know something like the palm of my hands that people are praying for me and people are praying for our church. And there is no way I will miss it. I'm not boasting. If I thought I would miss it, I will miss it to be very minimal. And I'm not boasting. I'm telling you what is happening. I am praying and I know people. And there are people that I don't know that will just reach out to me and just say, man of oh God, my, your ministry and everything. It's just like before I started church. I got several strange text messages before we started this church of, man of oh God, I'm just inspired to pray for you and I've been praying for you. There was a, there's a particular somebody who said they have been praying for me for at least three months. And they will tell me, they'll just tell you, ah, I just cannot explain it. Sometimes when I get to Nigeria or something, they'll just say, Manogo, what was happening to you around this month? I, I just could do, I did not just reach out to you because I just did not want to. I was praying seriously for you. And I'll be like, wow. Then I'll think back, think back, think back, like, wow, thank you. I needed that. And sometimes I'll just see, see a text message. I'll just be like, wow, you know. This and this and this and this and this and that. Do this, do that, do that. Because you are surrounded with people of like mind who can catch things. Now, let me tell you why I said so. I don't believe that in our church like this, you should go through confusion for too long and somebody should not sense it. It's wrong. Ah, why should you? If that is why, how many of you notice that sometimes I might be sharing things? The reason why I said this is because sometimes when I have to listen to what we preach, because I feed on my own sermons, I'm not that kind of preacher that give you that want to give you sign board and you will follow the sign board and not feed on <laughs> cook food for you and not eat the food. I, I. Even till this morning, I still was hearing what I preached. Are you getting what I'm saying? I hit my own messages. I notice something as I speak that sometimes, because sometimes I sometimes I have to sometimes I've I've had to pick my note to check. Ah, where did I say this? And I'm looking at it and I can't find it. And I'm like, oh wow, this must be the Holy Ghost. And do you notice that many a times if you come to service with a problem or a confusion? There is no how I will not address it by the Holy. I don't know if that, that, that always happened. Now that's because it's not it's wrong to be that where God has planted you, you are you have to receive from the place. Are you getting what I'm saying? So there's no how you will come to church that even if I was planning to say something, for your sake, I might just digress. I don't know if that has happened to you before. For your sake, I will just be talking about your own issue. And you did not share it with me. And it's not as though I read your report or something. I don't know if that has happened to you before. Now, that's, that's a function of the Holy Ghost at work. Now, you might just casualize it and say, uh, it's normal now. I mean, no. No, no. It's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It is. So, and it's to the end at which everyone is edified. That is why when we pray, we say, 
that we are edified and his name is glorified. Are you seeing it? Such that when we teach, everybody is blessed. In fact, we are, there's something my pastor used to add to the prayer. Um, alongside the body of Christ is edified. I noticed I've been adding it more recently. I, I think in the last one year or so. Uh, alongside the body of Christ. We are edified alongside the body of Christ. So that as the world we hear it, this message of ours, they are all edified. And his name alone is glorified. Amen. amen. Everybody said the amen like they, they usually have. <laughs> he said the amen like you'll have said it in the in the in the old somebody's hands. <laughs> All right. Okay, so let's see where we can. Hmm. I might not be able to get to because of my time. This the series now just started. That's what I've been. What I want to start saying from now. We just started this series. I'm I'm so excited. I've been. That's why I wanted to teach this way. So I, I can cover up all the things that all the too many talks that I have to talk. That's why I said I was very fast. So we get to this point. We just reached part one. Like let's start. So all what we have been doing from prelude. It's, it's going to bless you. I mean, we've been talking these tongues, interpretation, everything. But we just started. Because these explanations now I want to start explaining into Revelation gifts and all of those things just started this series. Hallelujah. See how long it took us. See that Bible study is careful. You have to be careful with Bible study. Yes. Now I'm happy. I'm ready to teach the Holy Ghost. Glory. <laughs> I usually would not have told you this, but I just want you to know that there's a systematic way of teaching. That we just reached the, it's like say we just reached the, the bridge. It's like say all we have been trying to do is to get to a point. And this point is now going to lead us to a point. Because don't forget, the name of this series is Utterances and Revelation in the Leading of the Spirit. How we utterance revelations guide our paths. How do we hear God from those things? We just reach the brink. Uh -huh. Ah, now I can now breathe. So, brethren, <laughs> all right. So, the utterance gifts are vehicles with which the believers can receive God's direction. Now, I've just explained the utterance gift to you. What's the utterance gift? Thongs, interpretation, prophecy, right? They are the utterance gift, right? And there are ways with which we can receive God's leading, directions, guidance, subjectively and specifically in specific areas of our lives. I believe. I, I, showed, I told you a story last meeting that we had, and I said that. I was in an Holy Ghost meeting, and somebody just said, Go and start the work. Go and start the ministry. Go and start the ministry. Do you know that's prophecy? And do you know that's somebody leading me? Now, should I tell you? In that meeting, my pastor told us, We are going to see Jesus, and Jesus is going to speak to us. Then he said, Our neighbor that will speak to us, is the Jesus we need to hear. 
And Jesus said, go and start the ministry. So, the person was shouting at me, but that might be God's voice. Because me, I don't want to start. My own starting was later. Go and start the ministry now. What are you waiting for? Go and start the ministry now. Go and start the ministry now. Ah. In fact, I started looking around. Everybody was even looking. Why is this all shouting? That's like the ministry now. But that shout is like, Omo, start it. Now, in that same meeting, my pastor said an utterance. 2022, you take both steps. Both step as touching starting that work. Starting that work of the ministry. He says, you walk on the waters. I've taught you walking on waters. And you will not drown. He now says, in 2022, all you will have is God's word on your hands. And that's all you will ever need. Now, I already knew that God wanted me to start the church. What has gone? What am I to do with it? I'm not to just be looking at the book and just say, wow. Wow. <laughs> Glory. Glory to God. That's what people do with our child. Wow. Take both steps. I take both steps. I take it. Oh, glory to God. I take both steps. I just take it. And they are standing in one place. I just take the steps. I take it. Woo! Glory. Woo! Woo! And some people know how to do woo! Is that woo? They like the move. Woo! Glory to God. Woo! Woo! That's what we would like in Holy Ghost meeting. Woo! Glory to God. Take it. I take the step. And they are standing in one spot. I take the step. Oh, I take the step. <laughs> no. That's not how to take step. When they say you will take both step, you will stand up. You will go and buy ticket. You will now move. I take the step. Hallelujah. That's God's lady. I taught you in glory meeting. I led people through the pillar of cloud and fire. Ah, we're going to study something soon. That is how to take step. You will act on that thing he said. Now, they told me, my friend said, teach leading of the spirit. I now say, wow. Ooh, glory to God. I teach it. Ooh, ooh, glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. I rejoice, I rejoice. Glory to God. I teach it. I teach it. And I did not prepare. So I come to church and I say, my friends say, I teach leading of the Spirit. Glory, glory. Glory. Now leading of the Spirit. Glory. Glory. You have not taught it yet. You have to do what? Teach it. So, that's why we say prophecies chart our course. It charts our paths. It gives us a direction with which we should follow. Many of the mistakes many people have made, they've not seen or checked the prophecies that has been given to them. So they are inched on a spot. Some people, the reason why they've not had disciples, there might have been one instruction in one Holy Ghost meeting or in one utterance that they have. 
do this one. They've not done it. They are saying, who? Glory. It's not bad to rejoice. So. No, no, no. Don't go hear this and say, Pastor say, who? Glory. I'm not rejoicing again. You will still rejoice. So. Even after this meeting, we will still do, who? Glory. We will glory together. So, now look at, look at something. Let me give you examples. Because I've not been giving you examples. I've just been. Let me give you examples of how God led people via utterances and revelations and guidance and how believers spoke by the Spirit and their lives were changed. Look at Paul and Barnabas at 13, 1 to 2. At 13, 1 to 2. Uh, if we can just do maybe two, three examples. Like I said, I've reached. It's going to. I feel like the teaching is about to get sweeter. That, that's what I that's how I feel. Because then we will now this will now lead us into leading our perceptions, um, and revelation gift and all of those things. And when they say, I perceive, I just perceive. That I perceive, we will we'll study it. I just sense. I, I, I sense it in my heart. <laughs> look at it. Alright, look at and you know, eh, I trust God that with this teaching, right? You are going to be skillful with your flow of the Holy Ghost. Not just that. One thing I'm doing with this teaching is, I'm not just teaching you how to receive the things of the Spirit. I'm also teaching you how to be skillful with your demonstrations of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? And I trust God that it's going to happen. Now, there were in the church at 13 verse 1 to 2. My time is already fast, but I would just try and show you one or two examples and We'll call it a night. Now, there were in the church that was in Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simon, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Syrian, and Manning, which was brought up to Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. These, these guys. So now, we can call this a meeting, right? A believers' meeting. They would have prayed. They would have worked. In essence, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. Now, when they say Holy Ghost said, does it mean that Holy Ghost by praying me, Paul and Barabbas, for the work here to accord them. No. When it says, Holy Ghost said, it's a human being that spoke. Are you getting what I'm saying? It says, the Holy Ghost says, separate me, Barnabas and God. That's the utterance they got for the work here to have called them. Now, look at it. Proud to this time, Paul and Barnabas has been involved in ministry. They've been doing ministry. Look at Acts 11, 25 to 26. Acts 11, 25 to 26. Acts 11, 25 to 26. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with, with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch, first in Antioch. So they've been doing the work of ministry. Now, the utterance in this Art 13 scenario gave a direction to them and a specific instruction in their work of ministry. Look at verse 4. Look at verse 4 and 5. He gave them a specific instruction. Look at Art 13, verse 4 and 5. He says, So being sent forth by the Holy Ghost. Now, what's, who is the Holy Ghost? The men now. Are you seeing it? Because he says they fasted, they laid hands on them, and they sent them away. Who sent them away? The men. But look at how they wrote it. They said that being sent for by the Holy Ghost. Meaning, 
Now, because of the approval of the men, they have the approval of the Holy Ghost. Are you see, I've always told you, God will work with men. You have to learn how to receive from men. Are you getting what I'm saying? I've always told you. Now, I'm being sent for by the Holy Ghost. They departed unto Seleucia and they sailed to Cyprus. And when they preached at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews. And they had John to their minister. Now, what was happening here? They gave specific directions to their ministry. They've been doing ministry before. But when they now say, separate me Paul and Barnabas for the work you ought to accord him, it was a specific meaning. Now, you both go and do this. Go in this direction. And you notice that from this act 13, it seemed as though the ministry of Paul became more prominent. Because from act 13 downwards, it was about Paul. So Luke was very detailed with us to make us see that, guys, okay, this is the beginning. But he also showed us glimpses in at a level where Paul has also been doing ministry. Paul and Barnabas have been doing ministry. But it seemed as though immediately after this utterance, boom, the entire ministry of Paul reached a place. Don't joke with us. Ah, I beg you. Don't joke with prophecies and utterances. Don't. Don't despise. I showed you in the scriptures, 1 Thessalonians 5. It says, despise not prophesying. Don't joke with it. I was having a conversation with my mom um, earlier this week. And my mom was just sharing things with me and saying, do you know that? She was just, I, I can't say many of those things because I'm, I'm recorded. But she was just saying different things and saying, do you know that we said this when we were younger. God told us this when we were younger. God said this when we were younger. God said this when we were younger. God said this and this is happening now. And I said, wow. He said, yes. He said, ah, this is exactly why God said it. This, and this is how it came to pass. He said, the way it came to pass is the way I didn't even expect in life. But it came to pass. Never despise prophesying. It seemed as though immediately after this act 13, the ministry of Paul started entering every place. And it came from a meeting. I'm going to explain. These are things that we're going to explain. Special meeting. This is a meeting. And they received an utterance and went with it. That's why I've always told people, don't joke with Christian meetings and all of those. There's an intelligence with it. Don't joke with church services. Certainly when you know your pastor is supernatural. Don't joke with it. You, don't, you can't predict the flow. It can be a teaching meeting, but it can just turn to anything. Don't joke with it. Look at another example. Agabus. At 11, verse 28 to 30. At 11, 28 to 30. At 11, 28 to 30. Look at it. Let's, let's see, we'll see from verse 27. And in those days came prophets from Jerusalem to, to Antioch. So they were prophets there. People prophesied. Giving tongues and interpretation. But in 28, it now says, There stood one of them, Negab Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be a great death throughout the land, throughout the world. And it came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Now, what did they do? He prophesied, he said, See, guys, there's going to be famine. Things are going to be difficult in this city very soon. And what happened in 29? The disciples 
with the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren that dwelt in Judea. And they did it and sent it by the elders of the hands of Barnabas and Saul. Now look at what happened. Imagine they despised it and they did not believe it. Believers will suffer now. But they heard this guy. Agabu signified. That is, it was revealed to the church by the Spirit. That which was to come, a great death throughout the land. And this revelation came via utterances, which in turn gave direction to the church to plan. So the church was able to plan, were able to give, send relief to the brethren in Judea. So imagine they despise that. They'll say, Pastor, I saw it again. I'm not listening. I heard a particular man of God say something that in his city, because now they've trusted him. He has said so many things and it has happened in the city and they now trust him. He now said something. He said that, um, he said that um, he saw kidnappers coming into his city and by the spirit, he said he, said he saw kidnappers coming and they will, they will stop people on the mid, in some major roads and they will arrest and they would kill people and all of those things. The police officials of that city heard it. They called him. Immediately he gave the prophecy that evening. They called him. They said, when is the day? When is the time? Where is the specific location? So that we'll go and block it. And guess what? They were able to arrest the kidnappers. Because they listened. But do you know what would have happened? If the church did not do anything, or if the police officials did not do anything, they would just, they would have killed people. All the prophecies will come to pass. And nothing will be done. But because the, the city now already has, the man already has pedigree in the city such that they've seen everything he has co- said come to pass. Ah! They saw this one. Hmm. And you know, this can be closer home. Who knows the child that will be on that road? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Police officials went to Gaia and they were able, because of effective plannings by prophecy, they were able to plug, barricade it. See, I tell people, I say, I've had my pastor share something with us such that I don't know if I can share this on, on a recorded tape. And he has given us specificity on, it's just like, I'll, I'll give you the, the normal one. Before the pandemic, that one is still something that is still amazing to everybody. The Lord told him, he told us in WCC, he said the Lord told him that this coming year, he should just teach staying positive in a negative world and healing school. And immediately he was done with those two teachings. The pandemic happened. Now, stay positive in a negative world. You'll be wondering, ah, why is this man teaching? There was nothing called pandemic, nothing called virus, nothing called everything. And do you know that? That teaching was what rescued a lot of people from depression, from suicide, from loneliness, and all of those things in the heat of the pandemic. The healing school is what healed a lot of people because the emphasis of the healing school was how a believer can receive healing by himself and not necessarily wait for a specific um, prayer by acting on God's word and receiving healing. And that rescued a lot of people in the COVID time. Nothing can tell me that that's not prophecy. That, that's teaching by the Holy That's a realm of preparing the word through teaching. No, you know, it is, 
it is a different thing to say there is going to be a coronavirus. Do this, do that. That's different. But you have already provided a solution for the entire COVID time with your teachings. That's the Holy Ghost. Nobody can tell me anything. If I thought I respected him, I respected him more after that teachings. Because I was in that service. I was in one of those services. In fact, he even used me for example. He came to touch me and said, this and that and that. Not knowing that I'm going to need the teaching in the pandemic. That, that, that alone shows me that we can be so plugged in in the spirit. You don't understand. Now, during the pandemic, there was no service where there was no conventional service. I mean, they had, government had to lock down service such that you can't gather in groups. But imagine, now the service is now online. The messages are now online. And that changed and rescued a lot of people around the world. Testimonies rolled and rolled and rolled around the entire world with those series. Nobody can tell me that that's not the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying prophecies about who will win the World Cup, who will not win, and all of those things. I'm not saying things like that. I'm talking about genuine, genuine things that will affect the believers. Such that believers will be edified. Things would, you know, to what end? Okay, let's see. Now, I'm not saying prophesying about a World Cup or just like man, you now we won our match today now. And in fact, I was even surprised. Now, imagine that um, I gave a prophecy. I said, man, he's going to win this match today. How is that going to edify the believer? Are you seeing it? Are you seeing the difference? Okay, if I prophesy about a World Cup, like I say, Messi has won the World Cup. Or bless it before, you know, just like I was telling you, Messi is going to win this World Cup. I was not prophesying. I was just wishing. And it happened, right? Now, imagine that. Yet, let's say I was not prophesying. How is that going to edify the body of Christ? Are you seeing this, this land? But look at that prophecy of, of this particular man of God that prophesied that kidnappers are coming around a particular day. Do you see that lives of people are preserved? And Christians might be on that road also and they will be preserved. Are you seeing it? Look at this one of my pastor too. Stay positive in the world and healing school. And that changed the entire world of people. Imagine the kind of title. Look at the way evil titled it. Stay positive in the negative world. Before the negativity of the world even happened. Ah, nobody. See, if I thought I respected him, I respected him even much more after that teaching. That, ah, no, this Holy Ghost. I've seen certain things he will share with us and say, this one is not going to happen. This is how it's going to happen. I just can't share them on recorded um, tape. And you'll just be wondering, wow. So, in, in such an atmosphere of the Holy Ghost, we can, look at Agabus now. They were able to send relief. So, imagine they despised it and just said, Agabus, we do what you are uh, Agabus has come again. Uh, I beg you. What's this? Uh, you know, people will die of death. People will die of hunger. 
and it will spread around the land. Now, look at, lastly, I'll just touch a brief of this one and we'll call it a day. We'll continue on this one. So, you see, there are depths to these things and this thing leads the believer. Right? I tell you today, right, many of the things I'm doing in ministry was gotten in an Holy Ghost meeting. Such that, even before I entered Rochester, they've given me details of what I'm going to do. Who I'm going to meet. Probably one of these days, I'll play you the utterances. And you'll see how it came to pass. Details of wh- what I'm going to do, who I'm going to meet, how it's going to span out. It was already given to me in an utterance. So many at times, and we find ourselves, and why do you despise utterances? You despise utterances because you just feel like the person, person is just saying, you will do well, you will do well, you will do well. And you will just do well. You just, uh, he's just speaking. Uh, he's just talking. He's, you will do well. You will do well to just, you know, you just do well to just move in that direction. Uh, yeah. I'll be it over and over again, Joe. You will do well. And you will not act on it. Why would you, ah, if you give me your trust today, I, I will, the way I will share it with you, I will not be looking at it over and over. The second trust is that I had to tell you to do something for me, to write down utterances that, has been, that we have given in church and I'm reading it to see what we have not done, where, what, what is lacking, what has not happened. 50% has come to pass. I'm looking again at the book. I take the book everywhere and check it every time. What is left? What is not left? It is that same utterance that led us to open SoundCloud. If I did not see it in that book, I would not have opened SoundCloud. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is because you, God, (laughs) this is how God works in leadings, in specific and in direction, such that we can be in meetings like this and we can receive healing, receive leadings. Well, even healing too. If you need healing in your body, you are healed. So in... Mm, I, I will just stop here to get you to think. We'll, we'll, pick, up, we'll pick up in this place um, in our next meeting. In Acts 16, verse 6 to 7, look at something. It says, now they have gone throughout Pegia and the region of Galatia. Look at what it now says. He says, and we are forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Brethren, I thought it is the word of God. And we can preach it everywhere. Paul said, we were forbidden by the Holy Ghost not to preach somewhere. I thought it is lighting up the dark places. It is everywhere we should light up. It's everywhere. It's part time. It's part season. There are places the Lord will tell us not to go. Just like in our outreach today. I don't know if you notice, I gave you people a, I gave you people a, an instruction. Don't go to your ministry location today. I don't know if you saw the result. Yes, By going to other places today. I don't know if you saw it. Yes. That is how to do that. That is following the leading of the Spirit. That's following the leading of the Spirit. Now, is it wrong to go to your ministry location? No. But not today. 
Not today. Tomorrow it is right, but not today. Following the leading of the Spirit. Now, if there was somebody now who did not pastor is to talk, the person will lose out. But look at the kind of people we met today. I saw the reports and I was like, wow. And look at the timing I gave you. Time is specific. That's why I, I taught you over the weekend. Last week I said, you have to learn how to do what? Obey. There was a timing I gave you to it. So sometimes, Pastor Yedebo used to say this, and the pastor used to say it, delayed obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. You have you, the fact that they told you to do something now. You disobeyed. You have already, that's disobedience already. So, what do you now do when you have disobeyed? Ah, well, let's just pray. <laughs> let's just trust God. I don't know. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll figure it out in this series. I'll, I'll tell you what to do in this series. What series is over? Are you getting me? But delay disobedience is disobedience. So just obey. Paul said we are forbidden of the Holy Ghost not to preach in Asia. Ah, you. Who you go everywhere to preach. There were places he said, ah, the Holy Ghost, if you don't go, don't go. I thought it is lighting up the dark places. I thought it is everywhere you want to. No, don't go there. Are you seeing it? So those things, so and it will come via tongues and interpretation, right? And it is going to comfort somebody. So that's just in our tongues and interpretation. It's not just and it's not just sweet sweet words. They can be bastard diminishing now, like my own. <laughs> they can be if you do it, you will die. Oh. Ah, yes. It's not just sweet, sweet words. A lot of you just like, how? Oh, how? They can be, and you will do a 21 days fast. And in the 21 days fast, the Lord will give you further instruction. <laughs> that can be the, that can be the, the ultra soul. I just perceive, I just see, and I sense that for you, it's a 21 days fast. And it's a dry. And in the dry, the Lord will give you further instruction. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I say, ah! <laughs> God cannot be this wicked. <laughs> the character of God. The character of God. He let me go pick character of God teaching. God does not do evil. Ah, <laughs> uh -uh. God does not key. My brother, if that's the utterance that they gave you, Ubi, I hear what I'm saying. A lot of us, you like the sweet part, you forget the instruction. The instruction can be, and you will just go. After the all sweet words, and the Lord will do this, and the Lord will do that, and you will do well to just pray. You will leave that one, you will go to, the Lord will just, <laughs> you will do well to just pray, and to fast. 
And in the fasting, as you fast and just fast, you will not slow, but you will fast. <laughs> as you just fast and proceed in the fasting, as you proceed and move in the realms of it, you would have further instructions. You don't like that part. You like, wow. And my ministry is moving forward. You like that one. <laughs> yes, it will move forward. But there's an instruction to do it to move forward. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is blessing you. <laughs> this is bless you. So really just just pay attention, right? Hallelujah. Pay attention. Alright, just share with your neighbor what you let us out today. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>